You're listening to episode number 43 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, a minimalist media project by Kaylee Reed. Every Sunday, only on Sundays, I'll release a new podcast episode exploring topics like mental health, creativity, entrepreneurship, and of course, self-care. And this week's episode is about Instagram, and not only Instagram, but Instagram influencers and fake followers. So if you've been following me on my Instagram account at kaylee.e.r, I newly switched it, uh, you would have seen on my stories this week that something kind of wild happened, which is I received 7,000 fake followers within a day and have been dealing with the aftermath of that for the past week. So in this episode, I'm gonna break down why Instagram is not even good for your mental health in the first place. Um, I really struggle with my relationship with Instagram, specifically in the context of it being my job and having to be on the platform all of the time. I'm also gonna talk about why this whole fake follower fiasco is so bad and educating you on why it's a bad thing to buy fake followers. It might seem obvious, but there's a lot of people that don't fully understand the consequences of buying fake followers or fake engagement to be a quote-unquote influencer. In this episode, I'm also going to talk about what happened to me personally, how this happened, how I dealt with it, and the self-care tools that I used this week to recover from this whole thing because let me tell you, I was so stressed out, like more stressed than I've been in a really long time. On top of that, I'm gonna talk about how to fix it if this ever happens to you or if you have an account that has gotten fake followers, how you can get rid of them and boost your engagement again. And then what happened out of all of this, which is actually some good things weirdly, but I'm gonna talk about all of this and why it's so important to learn about Instagram, fake followers, influencer marketing, particularly if you are a brand owner or somebody who works in social media or wants to be in this space, this episode's for you. So let's get into it. So let's get started by talking about Instagram and mental health. To start, this is something that I have struggled with for the past few years because on the one hand, Instagram is a great platform for connecting people with similar interests, for bringing together communities, and particularly in the advocacy world, mental health community, body positive community, feminist community, Instagram is such an important tool to bring these issues to light, to help people feel like they're not alone, and to remind you that there is so many other people struggling with the same things that you're struggling with. It can also serve as a source of inspiration and motivation there's a lot of good things about Instagram. At the same time, it has been proven to be a tool and a platform that negatively impacts people's mental health. There are studies that have been done about this. This is not just a personal opinion. The more time you spend on social media, the more likely you are to develop anxiety and depression and feel negatively about your own self-image. This is something that I'm super conscious of in my everyday life. I work on social media and so 
I am constantly on that platform, I'm constantly consuming content, and I'm also constantly thinking about how everything is kind of fake. Instagram particularly being a solely visual platform, every photo that you see from big influencers, from celebrities, a lot of them are photoshopped, a lot of them use Facetune. Anything that somebody puts on the platform is thought about and done prior to posting. So even the authentic posts that you're seeing are curated authenticity. And that's something that I've always been pretty conscious of. So this week, I kind of had another wake-up call that not only is the content that we're consuming on Instagram very often manipulated and curated, the quote-unquote influencers that we consume this content from are a lot of times not actually as influential as we might think, and a lot of them have more than just fake content, they have fake followers and fake engagement. So before I dive into that side of things and why fake engagement and fake followers is bad, if it's not obvious enough, I want to give you a bit of context about what my job actually is, because I get this question a lot, and particularly if you haven't been following the podcast or my life on Instagram super closely, I can totally understand why you might be curious and want to know what I do. I'm a freelancer. I work in social media and influencer marketing for fashion, beauty, lifestyle, wellness brands, and that basically means that I get paid in two ways. The first way that I get paid is brands will reach out to me, uh, send me product or give me an experience and pay me to post about it on Instagram. This is definitely the smaller portion of my income, but this is still something that I do on the regular. I have multiple brand deals. I only work with brands that I truly love the products um, or the values of the brand and this is like an actual part of my livelihood. The second way that I get paid is by brands hiring me to execute their influencer strategies for them. What that means is that a brand will hire me to essentially find the right influencers that fit their target audience, to then negotiate on behalf of the brand with the influencers, to send the influencers product, to pay the influencers, and to track all of this in a campaign tracker and report those results to the brand. So those are the two ways that I get paid currently um, as a freelancer. All of that being said, Instagram is my number one business tool. So almost every brand that reaches out to me finds me through Instagram. Um, not only the ones that want me to post about them, but also the ones that want me to execute strategies on their behalf. So because I have built an engaged following on Instagram, uh, I would say more engaged than on another platform like LinkedIn where people might find these connections, my Instagram has really become my number one business tool. And so because of that, I'm also always learning and educating and ranting about certain things in the influencer marketing space. And one of those things that really gets me riled up is fake followers and fake engagement. I believe that in any industry, but in PR and brand awareness specifically, you can't take shortcuts if you're in it for the long game. And that's exactly what 
buying fake followers is. It's trying to hack the system so that you can appear to be more influential than you are, when in reality, it's not a long-term strategy. So why is buying fake followers a bad thing? I mean, for one, it's inauthentic growth. And what some of you might not know is that PR agencies and brands can actually audit your followers if you have a public profile. So they can go in and see where your followers are from, the percentage of your followers that are engaged with you, the countries that your followers are from, how many of your followers are other influencers, how many of your followers are ghost followers, how many of your followers are spam and fake followers. And so the first reason why I would advise against buying fake followers is because any brand that knows what they're doing is going to do their research and see that your account is inauthentic and choose not to work with you. The second reason why buying fake followers is a no-no is because it's not sustainable. So after this whole fiasco this week, I actually looked into a couple apps and websites that advertised buying fake followers. And the first one that came up, I don't know what the standard rate is on this, but the first one that came up was paying $50 for 10,000 followers. So you can pay this website or this app 50 bucks and the next day or within, you know, 24 hours, as it was for me, you end up with 10,000 new followers. The downside to that is obviously you can't always be paying to grow your following and if your following grows like that, you also need to pay or use an app to keep up with fake likes and fake engagement because if your followers are fake, they're not going to be engaging with your content because those accounts aren't real. So what some people do is they'll actually buy fake engagement on top of buying fake followers so it actually looks on the outside like their account is pretty active that their audience is you know liking and commenting on their stuff when in reality they're doing all this upkeep on the back end to maintain this fake engagement why this is not sustainable is because if you stop using those apps if you stop paying whatever your engagement drops immediately. And that's the third point that I wanted to make about this is if you're buying fake followers or using any of these tricks to get a boost in followers or, or your follower count, your engagement automatically is gonna go down because your real followers are not gonna see your posts or your content as often because now Instagram has fake followers that they're also showing your content to. So the way that the algorithm works is Instagram will release a piece of your content to a percentage of your following prior to showing it to more people that follow you. The reason they do this is because everybody follows tons of accounts and they want to show the most engaged photos at the top of your newsfeed so that you're seeing the most popular things from the people that you follow. So let's say you have 10,000 fake followers and 100 real followers. If Instagram shows your content to, let's say, 5% of your following, and that 5% is not your 100 real followers, but instead some of your fake followers, and those fake followers don't engage with that content, Instagram is going to choose not to show your content to the rest of your real followers, 
because the fake followers didn't engage upon seeing it. The moral of the story is that trying to fake engagement on a platform like Instagram used to be something that you could get away with, but now is becoming a total taboo in the industry and is not a long-term strategy for brands or influencers. If you're a brand and you're considering buying fake followers to make your brand's presence look more legit, to give yourself more credibility online, it's a bad move because your real customers will be less likely to see the content that you're putting out and therefore less likely to engage and therefore less likely to buy your products. It's gonna bite you in the butt in the long run. If you're an influencer, it's a bad idea because your quote-unquote influence is then fake. So brand partners or anybody that chooses to collaborate with you, once they do a collaboration and see that the results are really dismal, they'll be disappointed, they'll be unhappy, and they'll not want to work with you again or not recommend you because your engagement was poor or because all of these fake likes and comments didn't actually amount to any return on their investment. Numbers essentially mean nothing on Instagram if you don't actually have real influence, and this is why I'm such a big fan of micro-influencer marketing, and this is why I specialize in micro-influencer marketing, because I truly believe that even if you have 5,000 followers or 1,000 followers, if you have a strong connection with all of your audience, that's going to mean more to a brand than somebody with a hundred thousand fake followers that don't actually connect with the message that they're sharing. So now that we have that out of the way, I want to talk a bit about what happened this week on my Instagram account and how I got over all of this. Basically, I was on an influencer retreat, ironically, when this happened. So I was in Canmore with a clothing brand that I work for. Uh, we organized a retreat with, I think, six or seven influencers, photographers, and models. And the goal of the retreat is to basically create as much content as we can for the brand while we're there. And everybody is tagging each other in each other's stories. The brand is reposting it. So we're creating a lot of buzz for the brand within a couple days. And then all of the influencers also are getting more traction and more eyes on their accounts because they have six or seven other influencers that are all tagging them that week as well. So usually at one of these retreats, I would get maybe 25 to 100 new followers. Um, and this is simply from other influencers and creatives tagging me multiple times over a couple days, all of their followers seeing my account, and then I get, you know, a small percentage that convert over into new followers for me. This time, however, I opened my Instagram app to see that my followers had jumped by 1,500 accounts in just a few minutes. I don't even know how much time it was since I last opened Instagram. I just remember opening the app and seeing that I had jumped from 6,500 followers to like 7,900 or something like that. So at first, I was taken aback and I almost thought, wait, is this from the retreat? Like, did I, did this somehow happen from all of these influencers tagging me? But I realized really quickly that all of these accounts were spam accounts. And 
Basically, after I realized that, I got pretty upset and I made a little rant on my Instagram story, which was probably a bad move because maybe half an hour or a couple hours later, I got another 2,000 fake followers that just came pouring in. At this point, I was really upset because 3,500 followers is a lot to go through and delete, which is exactly what I was doing at that point. So I had gotten through maybe a thousand accounts reporting them for spam. And then I opened my Instagram account and within probably five minutes, I had 5,000 new followers again. So at this point, I was up to 13,500 Instagram followers when a day before I had 6,500 followers. I was so mad and stressed out that I actually cried for a second because it was just so surreal and I felt like I couldn't do anything to stop these followers from coming. And so the way that I could tell that all of these followers were fake is that if I went through the follower list, most of these accounts didn't have profile pictures. They were just a combination of letters and numbers and underscores. I would click on the account and the account might be following 5,000 people but have zero followers. And a lot of them looked like they were coming from India and just random places around the world, which made zero sense in terms of any organic growth that I would be having. So after taking a little bit of time to freak out about all of this, my mind started going to why did this happen and how did this happen? And I've kind of come up with two possible scenarios in which all of this somehow makes sense. The first is that I've heard of people sending fake followers to someone that they don't like. Basically, all you have to do is put a username into this app or website and pay, you know, $50 or whatever it is, and then they will start sending fake followers to you. And this is, you know, pretty wild that that's all it takes. You don't necessarily need to be signed in to any of these apps in order for this to happen. They can just send them to you without your consent, really, which is wild. Now, the second option that kind of makes sense as well is that I have heard apps sending fake followers as a gift, quote unquote, uh, and then emailing you and basically saying, did you notice that your account grew? That was a gift from us. If you want to keep growing your account, hire us or pay us and we'll keep sending you fake followers. So after thinking about this, I was trying to think, okay, who would do this to someone? Like who has the time and the energy to think up this as a malicious plot to send fake followers and fake engagement to someone? And I kind of settled on the fact that I don't think anybody that dislikes me is smart or sneaky enough to pull this off. But at the same time, there's a lot of, you know, jealous people out there. And anybody who knows me remotely to know that Instagram is a big part of my job could easily do this and probably get the satisfaction that they ruined my week because 
As soon as it was happening, I was ranting about it on Instagram, and every time I ranted about it, I got more followers. So my first clue should have been not to talk about it and to just deal with it, but it's such an interesting point of contention in this industry that I just felt really compelled to share my experience and take you guys along the ride while I was figuring, th figuring things out. So the fact that I was getting more influxes of followers every time I was posting about it on my story is kind of what leads me to believe that somebody is behind this. The other option, which I kind of hope it is, which is apps sending it to you as a gift and then reaching out, would be more plausible except for the fact that it's been a few days now since this happened and I checked my emails, I checked my spam folder, my DMs, and I don't have any requests or emails from any brand or app or website asking me to buy followers from them or about their growth, growth services, nothing like that. So the fact that I didn't receive any kind of email about it is what makes me think that somebody just did this maliciously, which is so wild that someone can do that. And if I didn't kind of get it under control and under wraps very quickly, it could seriously mess up my business because if someone were to send, let's say, 100,000 fake followers, that's not something that a person can just get rid of in an easy or quick way. Um, for example, it's been, I don't know how many days now, maybe four days since this happened and we've only gotten through about 3,000 accounts at this point. So if someone were to do this to somebody else on a really large scale, it could mess up their business, it could mess up, you know, collaborations that they have with brands. It's a really sneaky and really awful thing for someone to do to anybody working in this industry. So I haven't really solved the question of who did this or why or fully how did this happen, but those are my two suspicions. Um, and that kind of leads me to this week being stressed out because it's one thing to deal with this kind of issue as somebody that works on Instagram and in Instagram with influencers. It's another to kind of think about another person doing this to you and, you know, having your brain go on a tangent of all of the reasons why this is happening, who it could be, why they're doing this, what kind of satisfaction they want out of it. Um, and it was just a spiral. So this week I was super stressed out. Uh, I definitely needed self-care more than I usually do. And there's a few things that I did um, to really look after myself and kind of come down from this experience and from dealing with really heightened negative emotions, which I'm typically pretty good at managing, but this week was a write-off. Okay, so there's 
four kinds of things that I did for self-care to come down from this. And I think it's a good thing to break down self-care into different categories and think about it like that, especially when you're dealing with a lot of stress or anxiety or maybe depression. Um, Thinking about self-care in different ways and how you can fulfill the needs of each category of self-care. So I'll walk you through what those categories were for me in order to come down from this whole experience. The first thing that I did was something for my mind. And that was, in that moment, putting my phone away for 30 minutes. I was so stressed out about this whole situation. Every time I opened my phone, I automatically went on Instagram because it's just a habit. And every time I would open up Instagram, I was reminded of this madness. So for my mind, what I needed to do was let my mind rest and not think about it for a second. So I just put my phone away for 30 minutes. The second thing I did was something for my body. So letting myself physically relax And for me, that meant taking a bubble bath. So I ran a bath, I grabbed a book, I put on the most soothing and slightly depressing classical music playlist on Spotify, and I just vegged in the bath and read and let my body relax and let my mind relax. And then the third thing that I did was something to treat myself, which is the fun self-care and that was booking a nail appointment. So I love getting my nails done. It's something that I never did when I wasn't really making as much money, and I think I need to do an episode on self-care and how you can manage your self-care in different ways based on your income level, because I've definitely seen my self-care change in a lot of ways and the way I treat myself as my income grows and I think that's something we don't talk a whole lot about in the self-care space so I'll leave that for another episode but anyways uh, to treat myself I booked a nail appointment and I went and got my nails done that day which was just like a nice thing to make me feel a little bit better about the whole situation Then the fourth thing that I did was something to take care of my future self. This is probably the most important self-care category and the easiest one to forget or to gloss over because it's the least fun. But taking care of your future self can look different based on the scenario. And in this scenario, it meant taking care of my working self and my professional self So, one, I set an out-of-office email reply, an autoresponder, saying that I was going to be taking 24 to 48 hours to respond to all new emails, because for me, emails are something that can be really stressful, and me already being stressed, I just didn't even want to look at my emails for at least a day. So that was the first thing that I did just to let any clients or brands know that they can expect to hear from me, but that I needed a little bit of space. And then the second thing that I did was go to work on a solution to the problem. And so I needed to cut off the bleeding. I needed to figure out a way to fix this. And that's exactly what I did. So if you have bought fake followers in the past, if somebody has spammed you with fake followers, if an app has targeted you and sent you fake followers, 
here's kind of the things that you can do to fix the problem. The first quick and easy solution is to turn your account private because at that point you actually approve the followers that are following you. If somebody wants to follow you, they send a follow request and if you don't approve them, then they can't follow you. So these apps for fake followers don't work on private accounts because you would simply decline their follow request. Now, this was the last resort for me because as a business owner, as an influencer, I need my account to be public and I need my account to have business insights. It needs to be public because when I work with brands, the only way for the brands to see the posts that I'm making is if I have a public account. You won't show up in the explore feed, you don't show up in hashtags if your account is not public. I also need business insights because a lot of what I do is reporting. So after a collaboration with a brand, I send them screenshots of insights. If a brand reaches out and wants to know more about what my audience looks like, I send them business insights. And it's just like a must-have tool for anybody that wants to be an influencer or is trying to grow their Instagram account is knowing what the back end of your audience and your analytics looks like. So all that to say, you lose your business insights when you switch your account from public to private, and you can't get those insights back if you switch it back. So by going private, not only do you lose that data, you also can't get that data back when you switch back to a, to a business profile it starts those insights from when you switch again. So I was freaking out because I didn't want to lose those insights. Um, knowing the numbers behind my content is really important. However, after I got the last 5,000 followers, I got really nervous and I started thinking that if somebody is doing this maliciously, what is their objective? At what point will they stop? will they stop? What if this just keeps happening and I can't keep up with it and I can't stop the bleeding? So I chose to go private and I'm definitely glad that I did because it made a big difference in being able to work through the fake followers and ease my anxious mind that I wasn't going to get a big influx of more followers. Another thing that you can do to fix this problem is to change your username. So if somebody is targeting, targeting your account with fake followers, um, the way that they're targeting your account is through your username. So they would put your username into a service and then the fake followers would follow. So if you change your username, the fake followers will continue to go to your original username and unless the person that is sending them to you realizes that you change your account or you know if the app catches on that you've changed your account then maybe they'll start sending them to your new username but it's unlikely and it's a good way to just like stop the bleeding while you can so my issue with this was that i really really liked my username my handle was at kaylee.e and it was the closest thing to just my name as i could get that was available so i didn't want to give that up because in terms of personal branding your username isn't everything but it's kind of like your business name or kind of like a logo 
it does matter and it helps if it's something that's simple and people can remember. So I was really hesitant to change my username, but I finally did. So I changed it from Kaylee.e to Kaylee.e.r. And it's a little bit longer than I would have liked, but it was basically the only thing available of everything that I was trying. So what I did was I changed my username to that and then I created a placeholder account for my old username so that if I ever wanted to switch back to my old username, it wouldn't be stolen by somebody else. Now what's interesting is that within the first couple minutes of creating this fake account, like this placeholder account, that account continued to receive about 500 or 600 new followers, fake followers, within the first couple minutes. Um, and that was basically proof that they were being sent to that specific username. And so once I changed my handle and went private, I didn't receive any more fake followers. Now, one of the easiest options to get rid of fake followers or spam accounts is to use an app called Cleaner. And this is a good app to remove accounts in bulk. Basically, you can go through and choose which accounts you want to remove and then Cleaner will clean them up. You can batch, I think, in actions of 50. So you can remove up to 50 followers at a time. And the only downside to this app is that the first 50 actions are free and then you have to pay something like $4 in order to keep using it. I actually didn't choose to buy the app because it wasn't the specific solution I wanted. So I don't know if it costs more depending on how many actions you take, I'm not sure. But that is an option for anybody. Also, if you have an account that you feel a lot of your followers are inactive or not engaging with your content, you can go through and remove followers that have not engaged with you for like the past six months, for example. And that way your follower count will go down, but you will have higher engagement because everybody that is following you is actually seeing and engaging with your posts. Finally, the solution that I thought was best for this and only because I have the time and money to actually do this was go through every single fake follower account and report them as spam. Now, the reason I wanted to do this instead of use Cleaner, for example, is because I not only wanted to remove these accounts from following me, I wanted to notify Instagram that these accounts are spam, and hopefully by notifying them of enough spam accounts, they'll take some action and actually remove these accounts or do something about it. A few people reached out and asked if I had contacted Instagram support, um, the reality is that Instagram support is really bad. It's poor service, it's really hard to get a hold of the Instagram team, and really the only way to notify them of a problem like this is to report each individual spam account as spam. So that's what I've been doing. I have an assistant who actually has been spending like hours this week Literally, her only job is to go through and report all of these fake followers as spam. And we've gotten through about 3,000 maybe at this point, maybe a little bit more. And of those 3,000 accounts that we've reported for spam, Instagram has only gotten back to us on two. 
one of them they told us the account did not qualify as spam and actually adhered to all the community guidelines and the second response they said that the account was spam and they removed it so out of 3,000 reports for spam instagram responded to two and only acted on one and this is exactly why I wanted to go through all these accounts and make a point to report them because Instagram does such a poor job right now of removing spam accounts that this is basically the only way they can take action on the platform and try to remove some of this spammy activity. So that to me is more important than saving some time and money because I think long term, if if Instagram and influencer marketing is going to be a sustainable industry, we need to have higher standards of who is allowed to create an account, what kind of accounts are allowed, what kind of activity is allowed in terms of sending followers and just all of this nonsense. So that's the plan of action that I took. Um, I think as of today, I'm down to 10,300 followers and that's after being at 13,600 or something like that just a few days ago. So I'm slowly but surely getting through this whole semi-crisis. <laughs> um, it's definitely been an experience and a learning opportunity and has been something that has really opened my eyes to diversifying my channels and why things like this podcast and Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube are so important for anybody that is an influencer or a brand that relies on Instagram is if something like this happens to you and your business relies on it, you could be like really screwed in terms of building your brand and continued growth and making a living. So it's been an eye-opening experience. Um, there has been a couple funny things and good things that have come out of this. One myth that I want to clarify, a lot of people reached out after I hit the 10k mark and they said, hey, look on the bright side, at least you have the swipe up feature now. Because Instagram only gives the swipe up feature to accounts that have over 10,000 followers. And so I was like, oh, you know what, you're right. One girl even said, oh, you should like give us a swipe up link to celebrate even though they're all fake followers. And so I went on my Instagram stories and I actually didn't get the swipe up feature. I don't know if it's a bug. I don't know if I needed to update my account or if they only give swipe up after a certain period of having that many followers. I don't know. But the one thing that could have been good out of all of this didn't happen. And I just thought that was kind of funny. Other than that, this somehow did turn out to be a positive experience because after I hit the 10k mark, uh, within a day of having this higher following count on my Instagram, I had two brands reach out to me with collaboration opportunities. Um, one of them was like a paid sponsorship, which was definitely a bigger gig than I ever would have gotten at just 6,000 followers. So I thought that was really curious because usually every week I might get a handful of emails from brands. I would say on average two to three emails a week from brands looking to do some sort of collaboration. Um, but this was two within a business day and 
I couldn't help but think that it was because my followers had grown and I had reached a certain threshold. I don't think that it was a coincidence. I know from the brand and agency perspective, when we're looking for influencers, we can search and filter by follower account. And so if somebody is searching for influencers that have over 10K followers and now I'm in that range, I'd be considered for new campaigns because of this. And so that's why the influencer marketing industry is so tricky right now because the truth behind a lot of quote-unquote influencers is that they don't have any influence and the numbers are fake. So many influencers get their start this way. They feel really discouraged that they don't have, let's say, 10K followers. And so to get over the hump, they just buy a few followers to be considered in that following range. And then they continue to grow organically from there. It's something that basically every big influencer that I've talked to in the past few years has probably tried at least once in terms of faking likes, followers, or engagement. Almost nobody owns up to this. I would say 99% of people that I talk to say that this is something they would never do, that they've never tried, and then somehow in the woodwork it comes out or when I'm auditing their account, I can see very clearly that they have a lot of fake followers. And so it could be that they were fake followers that accumulated in other ways, but this is kind of a tried and true tactic of influencers that feel like they're not growing fast enough. The sad thing is that a lot of people get caught up in the numbers and they feel like they need to have 10,000 or 25,000 or 50,000 followers in order to be considered for brand deals and in order to be considered an influencer. And while this is partially true because as we saw this week, I got new brand collaborations simply for having a higher following count, it's also something to be really cautious of that mindset because the reality is that micro-influencer marketing is really becoming the trend and that's because it works. It works better than a lot of larger influencers because these smaller influencers have a deeper connection with their audience. And so if you're caught up in the numbers, um, you're probably not valuing the quality connection that you have with your audience, your content might not be resonating with them as much, and in the end, you're probably not going to see the success that you hope to because you tried a shortcut and while it may have done you some good in the short term, long term it is a failed strategy. And not only do influencers try to do this, but I've also seen a lot of brands that buy followers um, startup brands, even larger brands, because they feel like they need to have a strong following on Instagram in order to be taken seriously by customers. Whenever I personally see a new product or hear about a brand, the first thing I do is look them up on Instagram. 
I don't even Google their website anymore. Um, Instagram is always my first point of contact when I'm looking to work with a brand or buy a product from a brand. And so it makes sense that brands want to have a robust following on Instagram because if that's the first impression that customers are getting and they have a small following, uh, the customer might not be as impressed and might not want to purchase from them. They might think that the brand isn't legit, um, isn't popular, what have you. So I've seen brands that want to purchase followers a lot that have purchased followers and then a few months down the road they come to me and ask to undo the damage. So I've actually been hired by brands in the past to basically fix the scenario of buying fake followers and what that fake following and fake engagement does because it negatively impacts their business by not showing it to real customers. Real people aren't engaging with their photos or their products, so their sales go down. One thing that I thought was interesting in terms of having this outreach from these two brands after I hit the 10K mark was that a lot of brands and PR people still don't know, don't have the tools, or don't really care about fake followers. Um, that's why I think it's so important to educate my audience about these things because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, female founders, startup owners that might not necessarily have the tools or the resources or the knowledge on these topics and yet it's such a huge thing that can really be detrimental to somebody's business. I understand being naive about this because the industry is growing so quickly, Instagram is constantly changing, and there's always new rules that are coming out. But what strikes me as surprising is when an agency that has the tools and the know-how to audit accounts still chooses to work with influencers that don't really have any influence because of what? I'm not sure because maybe it looks good to be working with them because on paper they have a lot of followers and the numbers add up, or because influencers have kind of become more content creators than they have influencers. And by that, I mean a lot of brands are using influencer marketing as a means to create content for social media and for their ads that they can then repost and use on their website, on product pages, etc. So instead of hiring a photographer and models, they send free product to an influencer and whether or not that influencer has real followers or drives any sales, they don't actually care because what they're looking for is the content that that influencer provides. And a lot of big brands know that influencer marketing is just like any PR spend. Um, it's risky. There's not always a direct ROI. It's hard to measure results sometimes. And so with the amount of work that it takes to audit somebody's account and you know spend that extra time going through, a lot of these bigger brands and agencies don't always care because what they're looking for is not necessarily that direct sales influence, but the content creation piece and the numbers on paper. So that's what I find so interesting about this whole realm of things. And I think that that's going to change as people become more educated about this and as brands become more picky about influencer marketing and as this industry evolves. 
But that's kind of my takeaway from this week. So to wrap things up, I just want to remind you that Instagram is full of fake stuff and it's sad because I love the app. Um, I have fun with it. I have met some of my best friends through Instagram. I have made all these business connections and opportunities through Instagram and it's the reason why I get to live this awesome freelance life that I do. But it is so detrimental for my mental health and for the mental health of others. It definitely leaves me feeling more anxious when I finish scrolling. So the next time you see an influencer on Instagram posting a collaboration with a brand or doing something awesome, remember that they might not actually have that authentic of a life in person as they do on Instagram. Their following could be fake, who knows? And it's just a platform. It's not real life. So hopefully this was interesting for you guys. Um, I've been wanting to talk more about influencer marketing stuff on this podcast for a while. I've done a few other episodes with different podcast hosts about influencer marketing. So if it's something that you're curious about and want to hear more of, definitely let me know. And if you found anything from this episode helpful, please slide in the DMs at kaylee.e.r. I'd love to chat more with you. This is my jam. I love ranting about this sort of stuff. So thanks for tuning in this week and happy self-care Sunday, everyone. Mm -hmm.